0: Welcome back in. Final hour here on Wednesday morning and uh, I want to remind you too that coming up on South Coast now with Chris McCarthy which will be starting at 9am during the 11 o'clock hour Mayor John Mitchell will be here with Chris to talk about a number of issues including uh, the story that I I talked about in the 6 o'clock hour but I'll, I'll repeat it for those of you who might have missed it. So apparently the U.S. General Services Administration which is the Organization that kind of oversees the use of federal buildings has identified the Hastings Keith Federal Building in New Bedford as a. Well, the term that they're using is that they're looking to advance its transition from federal use. And according to the letter that they sent Mayor Mitchell back in November, uh, the. Administration wanted to emphasize that this is just the first step of many within a multi-year process, which could end in any number of outcomes, including an exchange, transfer, or sale. So basically what they're saying is, hey, New Bedford, we're going to shut down the federal building. And for those of you who don't know where the federal building is, downtown, it's the one with the sea flower sculpture out in front, the one that everybody likes to hate on, that I don't understand the hatred for. But... I mean, not that I, you know, I'm overly in love with the sculpture, but I just don't know why people are so against it. So then this building would be sold or transferred or exchanged to the city, and then the city can develop it into something else or utilize it for their own purposes or what have you. And it sounds, that sounds good on paper, right? Prime location, downtown New Bedford. We need a new courthouse. There's a plan to sometime in the next hundred years, build a new courthouse. All right, it's not a hundred years, but it's still a ways away. But they do have a plan in place to build a new courthouse, a new justice center similar to Fall River. But where are they going to put it? You know, Mayor Mitchell would love to see it go downtown, but where's the real estate for that downtown? But this could be a possibility for something like that. Uh, It could be sold off into housing. There's a lot of things that it could be used for. However, Mayor Mitchell is arguing with the government, the General Services Administration, rather, of the federal government, that there needs to be a federal presence in New Bedford. And that they need to keep those offices that are in there. And if anything, they should be expanding them. So he will share the details of the conversations he's had with them and talk more about that coming up with Chris, during the 11 o'clock hour. There's also some breaking news that the mayor will have, and that's all I'll say for now. Uh, But uh, it's some very interesting stuff. And there'll be, uh, of course, the opportunity for you to call in at 508-996-0500, the number you could also call in and speak to me at, as well as using app chat and the open line voicemail feature on the WBSM app. We were talking about these restaurant horror stories because... There was an incident in Fall River on Monday night where a 19-year-old employee of Popeye's, apparently no longer referred to as Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits, by the way, which is too bad because I loved calling it that. But Popeye's employee, 19 years old, apparently got into a heated argument with a 22-year-old customer and allegedly threw a metal tray at the customer, striking him above the eye. And the employee was arrested and charged. So I just was asking the question what are what are some of the worst things that have happened to you in restaurants because we've been hearing for days now people calling up and lamenting about how kids today have no respect. Well, I think it's there's been kids that haven't had respect for a long time. And certainly you've encountered some of this in restaurant food service settings. Uh, I would. I shared the story earlier of that that time that I was in iguanas. Uh, there was another time similar to that when I was in the Bickfords in Brockton, right after the Brockton Fair. I had gone to the Brockton Fair with uh, my girlfriend and her little brother, and my cousin met us there. My cousin would participate in the demolition derby, both him and his. But both of my cousins, you know, my brother and sister, they would both compete along with my uncle and somehow or another, we ended up going over to the Bickford's after the Brockton fair with like a large group of people. It was probably like 12 of us at the table and we all ordered our food and there was an altercation that happened in the dining room between one of the servers and another customer like a physical fight. And they were yelling at each other and it turned into a whole thing and it went on for quite a bit. The police were called and the officer comes in and he's trying to handle the situation. We're over there just eating our, you know, baked apple pancakes and whatever else anybody else got. I just know that I got a baked apple pancake because that's what I always got there. And as we're sitting there eating like, nobody's talking because we're listening to what's going on and we're all just kind of looking at each other like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, even when the cops arrived, the server kept yelling at the customer. And it just kept going on and on and on. And, you know, we're kind of done with our food. Now we're waiting for the check, but the server obviously is wrapped up in this whole thing. And, you know, we can't we can't get anybody else's attention because even the manager is over there dealing with all this situation and so finally, the police officer comes over and says to us, "All right, folks, you're all set. You got to leave, but you're all set." Uh, well, Whoa! What do you mean? You, you have to. We're, we're closing it down. Okay. Well, we just need the the bill. No, no, you're all set. And this was the police officer telling this, telling us this. So I was like, "Okay. Well, I guess they can't." call the cops and say that we didn't pay the bill because the cops are the ones telling us not to pay the bill. And I, you know, in retrospect, I thought that that was probably not the right call to make if if it wasn't the officer that made that call. Like the restaurant shouldn't have to eat a 12 person order. But it might have been that the manager said, yeah, I'm not going to charge them. They had to sit there and listen to all this. I don't know. But the bottom line is we were told just to leave. And who would have thought, you know, the 12 people who'd been over at the Broxton Fair and drinking and smashing up cars and the demolition derby and all that, you know, we were not the problem table. But I told you I would, I would share with you the worst thing that ever happened to me in a restaurant. The, the one that escalated to the point where I probably could have gotten the cops called on me had I not taken a breath and, and, and remembered what I was there for. So there was a restaurant in Lakeville, Dewey's, over there near the hospital by the bowling alley, the little bowling alley I used to have there. And I was sent there. I was assigned to do a dine-out review for the Standard Times. And at the time... My son was very young and my ex-wife, her parents lived right down the street. So we said, okay, this is a great opportunity to ask them to babysit for a couple of hours and to go out and have, you know, our own adult grown-up dinner at a place that was, you know, a pretty nice place. It wasn't super fancy, but it was a nice place to go out and have a, a date night. And so we went to Dewey's. We even, I think, you know, got a little dressed up. Not not super fancy. But we were definitely not in, you know, t-shirt and jeans. We weren't wearing what we would normally wear, you know, going out to 99 or something. We were treating this as like a date night. And we sat down. I don't even know that we had ordered yet. We might have still been looking at the menus. And A waiter is moving behind my wife's chair and tilts the platter tray that he's carrying, which is with multiple glasses of ice water, tilts that just enough so that water spills out of those glasses and pours down the back of my wife's shirt. Now, she's, like, shocked by this, obviously. I mean, nobody's expecting to get ice water down their back as they're sitting there looking at the menu. And so she gets this ice water poured down her back, and she's like, ah, you know, like, has a reaction to it. And the waiter turns and looks at her, and instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He looks at her and says, oh, calm down. It's only water. Well doesn't take much to set me off. And after a couple of moments of just being dumbfounded by the fact that that happened and that that was the reaction, you know, you, you kind of want to pick up a glass of water, throw it in his face and then say, oh, it's not a big deal. It's only water. Now, she's fu- She's furious, she's fuming, and I don't blame her. And I'm, I know how I get when I get mad. But I also thought very quickly, which was unlike me at the time, but very quickly, the thought entered into my head, you're not here as a customer. You're actually here working. And I was like, ah, right. If this turns into a thing, I'm going to get fired from this position. I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to lose my job working for the Standard Times, but I would I would lose the dine-out feature. I would no longer be part of that rotation. And we had a love-hate relationship with doing dine-out reviews because with a young child, it was kind of a pain. But we also liked knowing that at least once a month, we were going to be able to go out and have, have a nice dinner. And it wasn't going to cost us anything because the the paper reimbursed you for the meal. I mean, the pay for writing the article was not great. You know, I was a a stringer, a correspondent, so I was paid by the article. And the pay for the article wasn't that great, but, you know, the bonus of it was you could go out and have a nice dinner and within reason, they reimbursed you. So I'm just worried about my job at that point more than anything else. How do you pour water down somebody's back And then tell them to calm down It's only water And there was no apology from that waiter There was no apology from a manager We ended up Staying Because I had to write the article I never, I never gave myself enough time either To say Hey we went to that place but it didn't work out Can you give me another one Like, I would always wait until, like, the night before I had to write the article. And so we had to stay. And it made it into the review, but, you know, we were never going to bury a place. But, man, did I want to. Not because the food was bad or anything else, but just... And our server was fine, but just because of the way that nobody... I mean, our server apologized on, you know, I'm sorry that that happened, but... She shouldn't have had to. 508-996-0500. Relax, it's only water. Or calm down, it's only water. No. No, you just poured water down. And it wasn't like it was a few drops. Like the back of her shirt was soaked. It was to the point where I actually said, do you want me to, or do you want to take the keys? Somebody go down to your, to your parents' house and and ask your mom for a shirt. Like just ridiculous. And they're not there anymore. So, hey, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break and we'll be back in a few moments. Back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
2: Hey, good morning, Tim. Just calling about the uh, restaurant conversation. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say that I, I've eaten at a ton of places on the South Coast, and my number one favorite place, hands down, for the best quality food you're going to get around here and service is absolutely bar none, Mike's Restaurant in Fay Haven on Route 6. I don't know if you've ever been over there. I have, yeah. Oh, my God. Some of the servers are there for, you know, 20, 30 years going on it. The food is consistent. Uh, Since I was a kid, I'm 48 years old. That is my go-to place. Um, And my wife likes to try all kinds of new places, and I don't. And I'll tell you why, because I've been disappointed so many times with lousy service, lousy food. And before I even leave the new place we tried, I always say to myself, geez, I wish we would have just went to Mike's. At least I know what I'm getting. Good service, uh, good steak. Good seafood, probably one of the best steak and seafood surf and turf you're going to get in the area, honestly. And I'm not related to them and I don't work for them, just to let <laughs> like, you know. Um, There's always the food is that good and food is so lousy and, ser- and the service so lousy it's so many other places that I-, I had to call in and say it. Uh, you know, when you finish your cup of chowder and you slide that to the end of the table, within 15 seconds, someone's already coming over to grab that. When you ask for a drink, they'll boom, the lady's right back to the table with it. You don't wait for the bill. You don't wait for your salad. She doesn't disappear. They're constantly there, constantly checking, and the food every time is as consistent as it was 30 years ago as it is today. Um, it, it's phenomenal. It, to me, it's, it's it's a golden gem we have in the South Coast area. It really is.
0: You know, and I, um, I love the places with, like, the wood paneling and the low lights, and, and, you know, there's people who will say, well, if you go to a restaurant that has, you know, dim lighting, you know, that's because the food doesn't look that good and they're trying to cover it up no 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 No, not at mike's like
2: they they don't know what they're talking about you know you go to mike's for good quality i'm not going to a restaurant for the ambiance for the lighting i don't care about that i'm not going to pay my money to have good lighting good service but the food stinks i'm go i want to go out to eat to eat something delicious that i cannot eat at home and that's why i go to mike's because i can't get my lobster saute and my new york strip steak at home, not not like they do it, and it's it, it's just phenomenal. Uh, if anybody hasn't gone or hasn't been in a while, they should really go check it out. It'll reinstill good service and good food back into their mind. Um, really, the best place we got around here, hands down.
0: All right, well, thank you for the call. You have a good day. Thank you. And I, I will say the last time I went to Mike's, you know, I had, I had some chowder to start and then I had ordered a prime rib. And what I like about it too is the timing is, is, is the caller was alluding to the timing that was perfect. As soon as I finished that chowder and I was, you know, done with it, within like two minutes, here you go. Here's your prime rib. I mean, they, they make sure that they um, keep you on the right clock. You're not sitting around waiting too long, but you get just enough time to make sure that you have a little bit of downtime in between courses. So... 508-996-0500. Let's squeeze in another quick call before we go to the news. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
3: Good morning, Tim. How are you? Um, good. How are you? Um, staff store. I could say staff store. It's closed. Mm-hmm. It's Ghosts. Anyway, um, I used to work in the restaurant and in the deli and all that. So I always worked in food service. My father was a manager of the whole store. So um, there was this one lady that used to come in. Uh, she worked at the bank. She was like one of these high-class snobs. And she, um, she was in the dining room having, I guess she had ordered from another waitress. And um, she, uh, she had like a white fur coat on the back of her chair. And so the other waitress was trying to get by her, and she spilled the chowder on the back of her coat. Oh, my God. She jumped up and screamed. She wants to talk to the manager. She wants to talk to the manager of the store. So they called my father down, and she was making such a big scene. And he says, "Oh, I'm so sorry." He says, "Well, he says, um, I'll pay, we'll pay for that to be cleaned." And he was very nice to her and all that. He's, he's always been like that. And um, she says, "Well, oh, that doesn't help me now, does it?" And she starts yelling. him she goes, "This is a uh, clumsy waitress you had." He goes, "All right, you know what? You can get up and leave now." I will go below have the coat clean, but no one talks to my employees like my employees like that. And my father threw her out of the store. Yeah. He, came back. he was doing the right
0: thing there. You know, he was, he was taking care of the yeah. problem,
3: so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And he also took... You know, no one talks to his employees like that. You know, he would never let anybody talk to them like that. But Dave and, and she owned a restaurant on um, on Union Street. It was a restaurant in Bowen. I can't think of the name of it, because I used to go there and... Uh, they had entertainment on the weekends. I can't think of the name of it, though. Well, it's been closed for years.
0: I can tell you that it's it's always... You know, I, I hear these horror stories from people who go out and, um, you know, who work in restaurants and and you always hear these stories about people who own restaurants that come into another restaurant to eat and for the, you know, mm-hmm. they, they always will over tip and or they'll tip very generously because they know what it's like. They know what it's like being in the business. But I've also heard the other side of it. I've heard that there are some restaurant owners that, that don't tip at all or are very, very stingy yeah. with the tip. So, you know, I, you, you never really know how it's going to shake out. All right, oh, I, I, I got to hold you there, though, because I got to go to the news. All right. But thank See you, you for the call. Bye. And uh, we are going to go to the news, but then we'll take some more of your calls. And I've got a, a couple of messages that came in that I will share with you as well. But uh, let's go now into the newsroom with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the
2: WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News.
1: The U.S. is vetoing a resolution at the U.N. calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said the resolution would negatively impact sensitive negotiations to free hostages held by Hamas. The deal being negotiated by the U.S., Israel, Egypt and Qatar would also pause fighting in the Gaza Strip for at least six weeks and allow humanitarian aid to enter the area. This comes as the Biden administration faces increasing pressure from Democrats to rein in Israel's military operation in Gaza as the number of civilian casualties rises. New York Attorney General Letitia James says she'll seize Donald Trump's assets if he doesn't pay up after his civil fraud trial. Last week, a judge ordered the former president to pay nearly $355 million for conspiring to manipulate his net worth to receive tax and insurance benefits. On Tuesday, James told ABC News if Trump doesn't have the funds to pay the fine? She'll ask the judge to seize his assets instead. Trump's attorneys say they'll appeal the case. President Biden's brother will take questions from lawmakers as part of the impeachment inquiry into the president. James Biden is scheduled to sit down for a deposition with members of the Republican-led House Oversight Committee today. Republicans are investigating whether the president profited from his family's overseas business deals while in office. The Biden administration announcing over a billion dollars of student loan forgiveness. Michael Kastner reports.
0: Borrowers in the Saving on a Valuable Education or Save program who've made at least 10 years of payments are getting an email from President Biden. That amounts to an estimated 153,000 borrowers. The Biden administration has now approved loan relief for nearly 3.9 million Americans. A plan to forgive $20,000 in loans for 40 million people was invalidated by the Supreme Court last year. I'm Michael Kastner.
1: Neuralink's first brain implant patient can control a computer mouse simply by thinking. That's the claim the company's founder, Elon Musk, made in an X-Spaces event on Monday. Musk says the patient seems to have made a full recovery. The neurotechnology company aims to eventually allow people with paralysis to regain motor function, and Musk has said he hopes the implants could also help people with diseases such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Welcome to the hotel. A trial involving the lyrics to Hotel California getting underway today in Lower Manhattan. The words to the 1970s hit by the Eagles were written out by hand but disappeared. Years later, a rare book dealer, a former Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator, and a memorabilia seller were accused of selling the lyrics to auction houses while knowing they were stolen but their lawyers say they're innocent. The case will be decided by a judge, not a jury. Massachusetts Governor Maura Healy wants Steward Health to get out of the hospital business, and the search continues today for the second suspect in an attempted armed robbery in Swansea. 29-year-old Giovanni Foyol appeared in court yesterday and was held without bail. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins begin a four-game road trip when they visit the Edmonton Oilers tonight at 10, and the Celtics are on the road for their next two games looking for a sixth straight win when they visit the Chicago Bulls Thursday. Now let's check your forecast with ABC6.
3: Another chilly morning bundle up if you're planning to head out first thing this morning under mostly sunny skies. Temperatures in the mid-20s, mid to low 20s with chill values in the upper teens. Increasing clouds this afternoon in the mid-30s overnight tonight, mostly cloudy. Temperatures in the upper 20s and mostly sunny low 40s for Thursday. Rain on Friday, but the weekend is looking sunny, breezy, and cooler. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM.
1: I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
0: Let me just start off by saying, I know that the name of the song is Salisbury Hill, and I know that it is called a Salisbury Steak, but I can't hear that song and not think of a Salisbury Steak, and that makes me think of meat, which makes me think of The Butcher Shop, located on Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. I, I know it sounds like a stretch, right, but this is how my mind works, Okay. And I cannot think of Salisbury Hill in my mind, and I've seen photos of it. Big fan of that song and Peter Gabriel. But uh, in my mind, Salisbury Hill is a pile of mashed potatoes covered in brown gravy with a nice Salisbury steak at the bottom of it. So if you are looking to have yourself a nice Salisbury steak dinner or any kind of steak dinner or hamburger or whatever it may be, stop by the butcher shop. They've got great, high-quality meats At low prices, get yourself some of their ground hamburger. Get yourself a real sirloin steak. Get yourself a tomahawk steak. Terrace major, prime rib, chicken breast, chicken wings, giant chicken wings, celebrity pork chops, seafood, all kinds of great stuff. And, of course, you can get that pre-made as well. So if you want them to marinate it for you, have it ready to go for you to throw on the grill when you get home, they'll do that. Or if you want them to cook it up for you, they'll do that too. They cook a wide variety of great food every day so that if you're looking for something quick to eat, you can always stop in and get some caserlo or some carnage spit or whatever else they have served up that day, codfish. And they do the goat and the rabbit, all that stuff. You can have it ready to go and just take it home and eat it or have it for lunch, bring it back to the office or go sit down the South End and eat it down at Fort Table, whatever it is that you want to do. And you can get all of your other items that you need as well because it is a true old-school neighborhood market. The, Dar- the Dartmouth Street community knows to go and shop there, but it's open to anybody to come and get everything they need from the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Don't forget, too, you can get all your beer and wine needs there as well. Go downstairs there. They've got everything you can imagine. So check it out, The Butcher Shop, 123 Dharma Street in New Bedford. 508-996-0500, that is my number. We're talking about some of these restaurant horror stories. Stephen Asonet says uh, recently he had the worst service ever, that before noon that day he booked a 7 p.m. reservation for six people. He got there at 6.30, waited until 8.05 to get their table because they had overbooked the restaurant. He says good managers know what their inflow and outflow is. And uh, believe me, I've been through that a few times, too, where you make a reservation and then you get there and they say, you know, your reservation isn't ready. Okay, that's fine. I understand that happens. I expect in that situation to wait, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Not we didn't have your reservation at all. We didn't put it down at all or we just skipped over it or what have you. You know, granted, if I'm late, I understand it. But if I'm there. At five minutes before my reservation and you're making me wait another hour? Well, then I really didn't have a reservation, did I? And I'm probably not sticking around. Uh, And then we got uh, another message here uh, from Jessica who says, recently went to um, pick up pizza from a, a takeout place. And this person gave their card to someone else while they stayed in the car with the kids. And... Then this person goes in and notices on the charge on the card that they charge them more than what the order came to, and the person ringing them up said, "Oh, that's the tip." So this, this pizza place, this out, take-out pizza place, just inserted a tip onto this person's card automatically. I, I don't know if there was any signage about it or anything, but still, come on, for a takeout. You know, and I I struggle with that a little bit, tipping on the takeout. A long time ago, I would have said, yeah, I leave a buck or two. I'm not going to leave 15 20% on a takeout order because it's not like you're giving me the full service. You're not coming back, refilling my order, taking my order. You're just putting stuff in a bag and handing it to me when I come in. But what I've noticed is a lot of the places that you can go online and enter in your takeout order, they're asking you if you want to include a tip and it's 15%, 20%, 25% or more. I go over to the 99 from time to time and get takeout food. I'll order it online and pick it up and bring it back to my desk here. And if I was paying, you know, I should probably just... Pay with my card when I get there, but I'm trying to be as convenient as I can and get back to work as quick as I can. And again, it's not them. It's just the online ordering system that they use. But then it makes you feel bad. Oh, I I did only leave two bucks, but apparently that was the wrong thing because apparently I should have been leaving 20%. And I get it. Spending the time to package up those orders takes away from somebody being able to wait on tables. But over there, it's usually the host that's doing it. So I I, I just, I don't get it. And if I go and I pick up takeout food from like a, a Chinese place or a pizza place where it's just, you know, walk in and it's just a takeout window. I'll usually leave a buck or two, but I'm not going to leave... Fifteen percent, twenty percent. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
4: Hey, good morning, my friend. How you doing? I had a situation this past Sunday over the restaurant in Rhode Island. I was sitting with the new general manager from a uh, football team.
0: This lady. Oh, Phil, Phil, your phone's Sorry cracking up. You you here. Like- I'm I'm losing you here. It's crackling. Nope. It's actually worse. I can't hear you at all now. Nope, I'm still getting it. It's a lot of it's a lot of like crackling.
4: All right, I'll try
0: again. That's that's much better right there. Okay, whatever you were just doing, Phil, do that again. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in, 508 996 0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Am I better now, Tim? Much better now.
4: Okay, yeah. The Wi Fi around my house the last couple of months, everybody's just been screwing up. I don't know what that's about. but uh, I, ha-
0: I have that problem, too. Sometimes um, when I make phone calls, i got to turn the Wi Fi off so people can hear me.
4: Literally, yep. Yeah, yeah, it kind of either amplifies it or scrambles it. Um, was you on Facebook yesterday at all?
0: Um, not much, but I was on
4: it. Did you Did you see the notice about the sports legend from New Bedford who passed away this past weekend?
0: No, who was it?
4: His wake is tomorrow night. Jimmy Miller.
0: I'm not familiar. One
4: years old, baseball legend. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah, seven, seven varsity letters, and New Bedford Volk are just a real big enthusiast. Um, last fall, when Bavin Blue Devils. Went to the state championship, actually went to the game. I saw him after LeBose. There's a big plaque here in LeBose, honoring his legacy through the years. And uh, I know the family, and uh, so tomorrow night I'll be there at the week. And uh, just unbelievable. Always, always gave back. Always believed in the youth and sports in the South Coast. And uh, Even when I was with him in December at somebody's birthday party, surprise birthday party, realized I knew him and the surprise person, and they were cousins. I've known them both. Oh, boy,
0: you're dropping a little but bit obviously. He was
4: always full of fish and vinegar, always always positive person, and he'll be deeply missed.
0: Absolutely. That's well for sure. I can tell you, you know, just to add a little levity to it, I only earned two letters during my high school sports career. And those two letters were F and U every time I tried to join a team. So
4: Wow. I just So you have a little bit of a <laughs> you got a little sideways humor there i'll give you credit for a little bit of sideways humor
0: well i i, I did it more for chris mccarthy's benefit who's in the studio with me uh sitting over on the couch and and it, and it worked yeah it definitely uh
4: all right, tell chris i said hi and i'll be plugging him later
0: all right you have a good day phil bye-bye take it easy <laughs> just just to to add a little levity there to to the conversation so um one of the things that uh as i mentioned you know earlier today the mayor is coming in with chris at 11 uh, of course for midweek with the mayor and they'll take your phone calls as they always do but one of the the big stories that the mayor will be discussing is this the situation with the federal building downtown that uh the General Services Administration is like, yeah, we're going to pull out of there. We don't really see it as a necessary building anymore. And and Mayor Mitchell's response is, wait a minute, if anything, we need more of a federal presence in New Bedford. If anything, we should be expanding NOAA. We should be expanding Social Security, not moving them out of the city or telling them they have to find somewhere else to be. And as I made the point earlier... That's kind of prime real estate right in the heart of downtown New Bedford. Whether or not you want to make them accept the seaflower sculpture whether it or not is a different story. Everybody, everybody, ha- Pro- that's more polarizing than the Cinderella seagull. But you would think that that would be a place that you'd be salivating at the prospect of maybe the city taking possession of that and being able to turn that into something else. But the mayor is arguing the opposite of that. He's saying, "No, no, we need this federal presence to stay here." So he'll expand on that with Chris coming up, uh, and they also have some kind of breaking news. I guess we can say that they'll be making during that uh, discussion as well. So right now, though, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, we are back. I only have uh, I get about twenty seconds. I don't know if that's enough time for you,
4: uh, Tim. Uh, that's kind of screwed up. You gotta, you know, you crack a joke, and the guy's giving a eulogy. Oh, so-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah morality lessons from Jeff. All right. Well, we're going to have South coast now coming up next with Chris McCarthy. And as I said, without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies.